can you do the time warp? Do you need to step to the left? Yes, you know? just a jump to the left and a step to the right. I, 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 I. Put your hands on your hips and bring your knees in tight. <laughs> and the pelvic thrust will really drive you yeah. insane. Yes, I can do the time warp. I know it better than the fucking Macarena. of the 80s and 90s did you enjoy the search for the perfect rental on the new release wall were you nervous about the late fees and forgetting to rewind then you are in the right place welcome to mike and anthony's soda pop culture club me mike along with my co-host anthony hello bring our take on tv movies and all pop culture from the 80s 90s and beyond if you want all things soda pop culture club go to sodapopcultureclub.com there you can see our episode schedule contact us and make movie suggestions we also encourage you to become a subscriber or follow the the podcast follow the podcast on whatever platform you may have found us on and please share with your friends so they too can reminisce in the movies of the past additionally it would be lit if you follow our instagram at mike and anthony plus don't forget to rate the show on apple podcasts and leave us some comments as well all right. Wait, so that's it. Again. That's what Follow we're doing. Follow us on the puff, puff, puff. What was? Follow the puff, puff pass. Follow us. Follow the, the yellow brick road. Because, 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 because. Because, because. Yes. Follow the yellow brick road. So what are we doing today, my friend? What are we doing? We are doing something I've been waiting a long, long, long time to do. We're going back to 1975. To define the term cult classic. One of the most memorable movies ever made. This movie should actually be allowed to copyright the term cult classic. And make money anytime it's used, in my opinion. And a lot of others. Correct. This is the movie you never thought would have needed made. And you are so fucking glad it was because it is a cultural phenomenon. Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Richard O'Brien, Meatloaf, Barry Boswick, Patricia Quinn, Nell Campbell, Charles Gray, Fuck Me Sideways, a bunch of other awesome people collectively get together, get pneumonia, shooting this movie in an empty castle. This is (laughs) cult classic at its finest, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You got it, man. Nothing else. you're, uh, You're listing off the facts there, hot and heavy there, man. You're making it happen. This is, like this trying is my to take jam. My job. This is my jam. This is your jam? It is. Well, it's my jam too. I watched it a lot lately. Because why not? Okay, so awesome. are you ready to do some things? I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you want to give the quick synapses? Give your elevator pitch on this? Sure. <laughs> um, Brad <laughs> proposes to <laughs> Janet, sings her a song. They get a flat tire stuck at a castle where Tim Curry is wearing garters and he's an alien. He has sex with both of them separately builds a man with gold undies and has his (laughs) own servant shoot him with a freaking laser beam makes him fall into the freaking (laughs) pool. That's it. That's it, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. So, hey, um, I'm going to try and make you guess some things, and I don't know how you're going to do this. All right. But but we're going to make it happen. Are you ready? Uh, Sure. This this one deserves two squishes. Twice. This movie deserves two squishes. Yes. So, um, budget, man. How much? How much did they literally have no fucking idea? Um, I do. I'm sure you do. Eight hundred thousand dollars. 
More than that, 1.4 million. So they spent, you know, this is 1975. That's actually right. good money. Yeah. That's good money. That's good money. But I don't know what the gross, I think this is gross over many years, but what do you uh, think the gross on this is? It, you're talking like up till now, like video or just, you know what I mean? Because you know, See, the theaters, when I looked it up, it, it did didn't nothing. really give that. It did nothing at the theaters. Yeah. It doesn't really say that, but it, but it definitely over time. I think this is what this is. Um, and even then, I don't know if it truly is a good representation of what this movie's actually meant or made. I know that's why I have no idea. Because if we're talking box office, like I would be reluctant to say it even broke yeah. even at the box office. <laughs> well, remember it it's it's a midnight run movie in theaters. So right, that's what I'm saying. If you're counting that, then it's way different. Yes, counting that. Counting that. So counting the midnight showings till now, or yeah, that's what it, I would presume. That's what it means. Okay, fuck, I don't know. Seventy million then <laughs> for counting midnight showings. Seventy million. Oh, uh, a uh, hundred and seventy million. Okay, there we go. And that's what I meant to well, say. That's real. That's it. Made real money. It made All real right. money. It made real money. So now here's the real thing. Um, now we get into the Rotten Tomatoes section where you've got to guess. What the critics thought about this. What do you think they thought I about it? I think they fucking hated it. 43%. You are wrong. Okay. Because the way Rotten Tomatoes work is it takes an aggregate of reviews then and now, and the people are allowed to go back and amend their reviews. It is 80%. So Good job, I'm critics. guessing. Okay. That's been way updated. Yeah, they've yes. changed their minds. Now, what do you think on the audience score, though? See, this is tough. Because the people that love this movie psychotically love this movie. But there's a lot of stupid people that would put a bad review because yes. they don't like the movie. Because they're homophobes or they're yes. against aliens. Jerks like that. All aliens. All foreign or domestic. I meant <laughs> space, dipshit. Um, so oh. I don't, this is tough. Like the people <laughs> that love it, love it. Those people that, the people that love it would give it 100%. But then you're going to have the assholes that yes, just want to put a bad course. review on because they're dicks and they are their world so small. They want people to see their little opinion on, out there on IMBD, DB, DB. They're, they are yeah. DBs, DB douchebags. Yes. Um, so I don't go I really ahead. Don't I'm just going to guess you're, um, 62%. I have no idea. I feel like it's you're wrong again. So much good and bad you're wrong again. It's am I 85, 85%. Which, Good. Like I said, I just felt like there's people who don't like it would put their reviews on, you know, but that's good. It should. All be. right. So I want to. I'm going to give you a couple of these reviews. I have Jeff Andrews of Timed Out. Okay. He says a string of hummable songs gives its momentum. Gray's admirably straight faced narrator holds it together and they run on black lingerie. Take care of almost everything else. So he liked it. He likes it all. Dave Kerr of the Chicago reader says, and this is not a good review for you. The wit is too weak to sustain a film and the songs all sound the same. So there you go. Which is bullshit, but whatever. This, the songs don't all sound the same. No, not at all. Not even, not at all. (laughs) All right. So you ready to get into this? Are you ready to start this up? Hell yes. All right. The, a criminologist narrates the tale of the newly engaged Brad majors and Janet Weiss who find themselves lost and with a flat tire on a cold and rainy late November. Seeking a telephone, the couple walks to a nearby castle where they discover a group of strange outlandish people who are holding an annual Transylvania convention. They are soon swept into the world of Dr. Frankenfurter, a self-proclaimed sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. The ensemble of convention attendees also includes servants Riff Raff, his sister Magenta, and a groupie named Columbia. There we go. There we go. Oh God. Okay. There as soon we as, go. As soon as the lips come on the screen to open the movie, it's gold. You just love it. Now I got to tell you though, actually, before we yes. talk about this, I do remember. So the first time I watched this movie was with uh, two friends of mine that I hadn't, I'd never seen the movie and they said, Oh, you got to watch this. Now what they told me was so All the, right. one th- the one thing you have to do, you have to watch it twice. Because the first time you see it, you're going to be like, mm-hmm. what the hell did I just watch? Then you have to watch it a second yes. time to understand it and really get form an opinion on it. 
and they were right. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so anyways, I just remember that. Um, so yes, the, it, right away, the opening science fiction, double feature. God, that's such a great song. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the lips that I, I mean, it's like those lips right away, you know, and you know, which um, you're, unless you're going to the, the facts, who the lips belong to and the mouth, were you going to put that in your facts? Yeah. Okay. I'll wait then. I don't have that in there. Go ahead. You don't have, I may, I may, but it's later on. So do you know? I may, I mean, I don't, but you know, you're asking me when I'm not I'll ready. Because hey, spoiler, to, it's, that's actually magenta. She's yeah, the one. I don't have it on here. Magenta is the one lip syncing. Those are her lips. Um, so anyway, yeah. what's funny to me is like, you know, <laughs> you see a pair of lips on a t-shirt. It's one of two things. It's the stones or Rocky Horror. Those are the two most iconic pairs That's of it. lips you can put on a t-shirt, you know? Um, I would agree. Yeah. So again, the whole opening. And I like is, this one better. Awesome. The whole, yes, me too. Whole opening is amazing. And then we have the wedding scene. Damn it, Janet. Like, so this yeah. is like, literally, it's funny because you could quote the whole damn movie because you know all the songs and half more, more than half the movie is the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. So it's an easy, it's an easy the movie. songs is what I know more than anything. Um, but just fantastic. Like, and then, you know, when we find out in the, um, the uh, picture, it's, oh God, that's frankenfurter and riffraff in the background at the church yeah. it's like ooh, interesting oh yeah so, and yeah. and what's interesting about that is the they purposely mimicked the painting american gothic which also can be seen in the the castle when you get there yeah it's really strange how they did that and i've got another i've got one for you that you didn't know okay. possibly if you possibly. know this one possibly you're doing pretty good who who played the bride at the wedding the bride, I know who, and just it, it'll blow your mind if you when I tell you. Hold on, see, I would have to see. Uh, I go ahead, tell me. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. That's what that means. Have, do you ever watch the show Love It and List It? I've seen it on. Okay, David Visentine, he's the male yeah. guy, the the realtor. Hillary Farr, the designer, that's yes. her. No shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. All right. Mine officially blown. That is crazy. Blow your... That is awesome. <laughs> it's like, you're like, and, and she's in nothing else hardly at all. And you're like, but this fucking icon, she's in a classic. If you're going to be in anything, I guess, put me in that. <laughs> Which is funny, though, because it's the smallest part in the whole damn movie. Yeah. But hey, I'll take it. But that's you know? awesome. That is you know, awesome. You could put me in it as whatever. I'll take a part in that movie. Anytime. That is cool. That is some cool. Yeah, answers. but that's great. Cool like, facts. This is like the greatest opening when when you go from the first scene to like you said to "Damn It, Janet" to the flat tire and them looking around and singing "There's a Light." I like that song, and then I like, and then it leads to where they go in the building, and then you get probably the most well known second well-known song of this thing is the time warp, the right? Time warp. Yes. Um, do you, can you do the time warp? Do you need to step to the left? Yes. You know? Just a jump to the left and a step to the right. I, 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 I. Put your hands on your hips and bring your knees in tight. <laughs> then the pelvic thrust will really drive you yeah. insane. Yes. I can do the time warp. I know it better than the fucking Macarena. Did you know the guy who wrote that said that it's actually a political statement about right and left? Everyone's been trying to figure out for years. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, What's the pelvic thrust mean? You're in talking the about political arena. Other than Richard, getting Richard O'Brien, you're talking about, right? Is that I said it? I don't know. I have it on my facts. I'm not on that, Riffraff, but I, yes. I'm, I'm skipping a part around on that. Yeah, and he and he uh, he wrote it about uh, politics, but I think I think the pelvic thrust is about how it probably doesn't matter what's left or right, you're probably getting fucked. I think that's right, what the thrust fucked. means. <laughs> I think that's what it means in my opinion. But then you get, and, and that to me, that I think what makes that fun is the narrator who is so straight laced is jumping up on his fucking desk and doing the time. Doing it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So I said, this beginning of this movie is so great. And then you get sweet transvestite, which is like, Oh my God. Uh, just, you know, probably the most iconic song uh, from a movie that you could probably think of. like, there's very few songs you can go. What's that from? This one, you don't ask what it's from. You know where it comes from, and Every you know what it is. Every song on here, you know what it's from, yes. Yes. I mean, I remember, like, being in my 20s. Know, 
me in my 20s going out to the bar, they would fucking play Time Warp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was the thing. When my, you know, the I'll tell you my uh, when I was a kid, my sister in the 80s when she turned 16, that was like 86, 87. They were still showing um, midnight showings at the Graceland and Columbus Theater or somewhere. Yeah, and she would go. She would go for those midnight showings. Um, so very interesting. Um, and she would do all that stuff, bring all the props, the toilet paper, you know, yeah, do all the everything. stuff, the rice. Do or no, all. I think it was, I have um, never done that. We should do that. Just gotta, yeah. I mean, just gotta is, be there, is there one, is there still one showing? Uh, the, I knew Bowling Green was doing it for a long time. I don't know if they still are, but I just have to be I'm, able you're to near New York city. I'm sure s- somewhere in New York city, there's a theater doing it. There has to be, um, let me see here. Rocky Horror Show near me. This is exciting. This is exciting. Oh, this is exciting. Googling during a podcast. It's I know. Like fucking amazing. Why don't you vamp the crowd a little bit and give me some filler here? Bergenfield Cinemas, looks like. There you go. I don't know. It's just what it says. That's in Jersey, so. Eh, it doesn't matter. It's close enough. There's a but Yeah, there's light. places still doing it, I'm sure. I don't know. I'll have to look into All that. All right. What you need to do is dress up like a sweet transvestite and read this next section. Again? I just changed into my normal clothes. <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> in his lab, Frank claims to have discovered a secret to life itself. His creation, Rocky, is brought to life. Sort of, because Rocky's kind of a dum-dum. The ensuing celebration is soon interrupted by Eddie, an ex-delivery boy... Both Frank's ex-lover and Columbia's current partner, as well as a partial brain donor to Rocky, played by none other than Meatloaf himself, who rides out of deep freeze on a motorcycle. He then proceeds to seduce Columbia and get the Transylvanians dancing and singing to Hot Patootie Bless My Soul. When Rocky starts dancing and enjoying the performance, a jealous Frank gleefully kills Eddie with a pickaxe as Columbia screams in horror, I'm not a good screamer. Uh, Frank justifies killing Eddie as a mercy killing to Rocky, and they depart to the bridal suite. A lot happens. Yes, uh, mercy. <laughs> yes, and you're not a scream queen, are you? No, I'm not. Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, though, Frank. I mean, he is obviously brilliant if he made Rocky. I mean, that is, you know, take some skills. It does. You have to turn all of those different little colored water things at the right time and fill up the tub that he's in. Then it's somehow it's empty. And like, what's going on here? What that that's what brought him. Well, I love. I know you gotta love working <laughs> on a budget. The shit they were able to pull off. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, I like this whole. Once again, the first section I, I think is one of the greatest openings to a movie ever. And I think this is a great second act, as I would like to call it, or whatever you would call this in the movie. Um, Because I think we get the songs are great again. Like, I will make you a man. Love that song. Eddie crashing the party and saying, I really love that rock and roll, you know, playing the sax. Yeah, I mean, the the music in this, this whole thing, there's no wonder why people wanted to go see it again and again. Because the images and the music that went with it was just so good. Uh, they didn't know what they did, but they did it. That's what's crazy about it. You know, and this is random, but one thing I've always, it was always weird. Um, so I had the soundtrack on cassette. Okay. This is how far back we're going. Yeah. I had the, and, you know, one of the greatest things about that soundtrack being on cassette is you don't have to fast forward or rewind a damn thing. You just play it through, flip it over and keep going. Cause it's such a great soundtrack. Or if you have a, if you have the right kind of uh, player, it'll just flip on its own. Yes, but I'm just saying. You, you, don't, you understand what I'm saying, though, when you had to flip a cassette over. Yeah, I had to. Anyway, yeah. one thing is weird, always. I had the soundtrack on cassette, but Sword of Damocles was not on the soundtrack. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, all these songs in yeah. this movie, why aren't they all why? on the soundtrack? Um, Because I feel like that and um, towards the end, uh, You Better Wise Up, Janet Weiss. Yeah. And they're chasing. You better wise up. Yes. Jetty wise. Um, that's not, on, that wasn't on it either. Yeah. Just weird. That's weird. It's weird. It is weird. It is weird. So I'm saying. So Maybe, you're happy. You're happy. Because uh, I'm happy. Frankenfurter made his Allie Larder sex doll. Yes. That's how you yes. identify that's with That's pretty movie. much what he does here. <laughs> he made an Allie Larder sex doll. 
And, you know, it's funny is last night we're watching it and my daughter's in the room and, and uh, the guy who plays the, the, um, uh, Rocky didn't have a belly button. And she's yeah. like, Oh, he doesn't have a belly button. I guess he wouldn't. That's what my daughter says. He doesn't have a belly. I guess he was just made. So I guess he wouldn't have one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I didn't even. I'll tell you something though. Now, yes, you did. Because I'm going to tell you right now, because you went into your point break phase right there. Yeah. You know, you did. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Roadhouse. You went Roadhouse. No, I don't know what point break phase I'm in. You're focused on Patrick Swayze's glistening abs and his belly button. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, no, that was that. Don't tell me you didn't look at the belly button. Where's the belly button? That was that was Roadhouse where he had that weird looking belly button. Actually, not Point Break. But you were focused when he was on his laying abs on the roof in both movies, is what I'm saying. Oh, they're glistening. They were in Rocky. Is a glistening dude's a specimen. Um, although, why in that one song is he just sitting there flexing his biceps over and over again? Is he just that dumb? That's what that's he's all pro- he does. That's what he's programmed to do. Programmed, uh, whatever. He has Eddie's brain. I mean, how can he be programmed? Only I part mean, of it. <laughs> Only part of it. And Eddie's not that smart to begin with, right. I'm guessing. Right. Uh, but did you like the kill scene? Was Were you happy with that kill scene? No, he killed Meatloaf. Well, I get that. But I meant, like, as, as far as horror goes, if you're looking for horror, was that a good kill scene to you? I do. I will tell you. I do remember when I watched that when I was younger. It was a little freaky just seeing Frankenfurter's face coming up with that pickaxe. Yeah, he had a good that's, look at his face. His look creepy. was good. It was a little creepy. Yes. But other than that, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you fucking okay. killed Meatloaf. So that's good. Killed Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah, you killed Meatloaf. Okay, so let's move on. I think we're getting to the fun parts of this movie. Are you ready? And then they had Meatloaf for dinner. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Are you ready? <laughs> I know. I'm ready. <laughs> Brad, Brad and Janet are shown to separate bedrooms where each is visited and seduced by Frank, who poses as Brad when visiting Janet, and then as Janet when visiting Brad. Janet, upset and emotional, wanders off to look for Brad. When she discovers Frank in bed with Brad, who is smoking a cigarette on a video monitor, she then discovers Rocky cowering in his birth tank, hiding from Riff Raff, who has been tormenting him. While tending to his wounds, Janet becomes intimate with Rocky as Magenta and Columbia watch from their bedroom monitor. So, yeah, that's happening now. It is. This is the part where everyone has sex. Everyone has sex except for Magenta and Columbia because they're going all slither. And they're just watching the monitors. Yeah, that is weird. The whole watching on the monitors thing. Yeah. that that. Um, Tell us about it, Janet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so uh this is a fun part but do you think that frank is a little rapey well see that's actually hard to say because frank is an alien doesn't mean you can't so, rape someone if I, if I was an alien i'd pulled you to my ship and shoved a probe up your ass would you feel violated okay i'm gonna tell you right now um i'm not gonna say so okay is he rapey towards brad or janet no because they consented Rocky I, is another story. Cause I, we don't, what, 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 I don't know what happened there. We don't know about, was there really consent since he isn't the capacity to think? That's what I'm saying. Rocky. Yeah. I don't know. But if you're talking about with Brad and Janet, but with Janet, Brad and Janet, but it was after he, after he first used the ruse to get close to them. And then when he was on top of yeah, them, here's the deal. I'll tell you right now, you know, that, that, uh, I mean, hold on. Revenge of the Nerds. Lewis doesn't take off the mask uh-huh. until after they have sex. This, they found out who he That's was rape. before they had sex. They said, okay, don't tell Janet. You're saying this is don't less rapey than Revenge of the Nerds. Low yes. bar. Very low bar. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, but we have a bar. Oh, man. Okay? That, this yeah, is the next yeah. era buff. <laughs> <laughs> Very low, very low bar. That's all I'm going to say. Um, although what what really is weird, and, and I thought this was strange, when they're doing the sex scenes, when Frank goes to Brad's, it shows him going down on Brad there for a second, doesn't it? That was a little bit... Uh, I don't know if he's going... I'm guessing that was risque for the time. Oh, it totally was. I think he's going down on him. 
it's just kissing his stomach till he gets there. No, it so. showed his head between his thighs. I don't know what that right. means. Uh, I mean, I guess he could just be looking intently, really close. At that point, I'm assuming Brad still had his tidy whities that go up to his belly button on. Oh, you think? Yes. Okay. Whatever. I mean, I thought he was in bed. I thought he slept uh, in the buff. He's got his bloomers on. <laughs> you think he has his Tell bloomers me. on? <laughs> oh. Now, the thing is, she says she sees Brad with the cigarette, and she's like, oh, like, oh, I can't believe it. But then she goes off with Rocky after being so judgmental. She's uh, she's already tasted the same fruit. Like, they're Eskimo sisters and brothers. Yes. And then now, and now uh, she's off with Rocky uh doing creature of the night i mean like i don't is it and now here's the thing do you know what you're supposed to yell when you see janet on the screen when you're watching this in the theater i guess one of the things you're supposed to do do you know what it is which one because i know brad is asshole and she is say it i want you to say is it slut there you go okay that's what i thought yes yes she is slut so and I think it's because of what she's doing here that she got that nickname in this. Now we're not the, we're not here to slut shame anybody. You let your freak flag for, fly. It's just how the movie is and the way the following is. It's right? a character in a movie, and you know what? Yeah, because yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. Brad's, Brad's a slut too. Kinda. Janet's a slut because although he only had sex with one person in the movie, she is. But now here's the thing: they're not married yet, right? They're just engaged. Correct. Yes. So. They're not married yet, but at the same time. So Janet's already, before marriage, willing to have sex with a brain-dead jock and an alien. That's where you get the slut moniker. Yes. Yeah, she's she's got a... Not just she cheating. Well, she says, it's with touch a different a, touch species. A touch me. It's a different species, man. <laughs> different spe- Touch a touch a touch me. I want to feel dirty. I mean, that's what she says. I didn't make it up. Exactly. Like, had Sigourney Weaver fucked the alien, they would be calling her slut. That's right. (laughs) Or the ghost in Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah. We we have a different movie. Uh, That would have been more like a sequel to this. It could have been. Could have been a loosely based sequel. Yeah. So after discovering that his creation, Rocky, is missing, Frank returns to the lab with Brad and Riff Raff, where Frank learns that an intruder has entered the building. Brad and Janet's old high school teacher, Dr. Everett V. Scott, has come looking for his nephew, Eddie. Frank uh, suspects that Dr. Scott investigates US, uh, UFOs for the government. Upon learning of Brad and Janet's connection to Dr. Scott, Frank suspects them both working for him. Brad denies this, and Dr. Scott assures Frank that Brad is not involved in UFOs. Frank, Dr. Scott, Brad, and Riff Raff then discover Janet and Rocky together under the sheets in Rocky's birth tank. <laughs> upsetting frank and brad magenta interrupts the reunion by sounding a massive gong and stating that dinner is prepared oh yeah this is a this is now i'm just gonna say um for me i love this movie but this is when this is why you need to watch it more than once i believe in these particular parts because this is where it starts losing you a little if you don't stay in it and that's why that's why sometimes i'm not in the mood to watch this i think it's got, uh, but because it goes, it goes off the deep end a little. It's kind of yeah. It's it's almost a lull. I mean, it's it's adding what they wanted the story to be to it, but at the same time, it's kind of yeah. hard to do that when you've kicked it off with such a bang and got so much stuff going on. You got the music going on and all this craziness going on. He, then to like, you're right. This is the ballad to slow it down yeah. at that point and put more story like. It's almost like, to me, you could have had the narrator talk about this, maybe. I wonder how that would work. Yeah. Fill us in on what's going on. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, You know what it reminds me of? It's like when you go to a concert and the band you're there has a big, deep catalog and they have a greatest hits and they do like three greatest hits and then they go, now we're going to do a new one. And it's a ballad. And it's like, oh, okay. That's when you go to the concession stand to get the drink. This is a... this is the cause, and that's why this part is like strange. But it introduced it, it to me. This is when I first really know there's aliens involved in this movie, right? Like, I really didn't know this was an alien movie until, <laughs> which first, makes sense when you. It's the, just a lot of weird yeah. stuff at first. 
it's just a lot of weird sex. But uh, but then you you know it is a science fiction double feature picture show. So when you think about there, there has to be the science fiction. I you know at first I thought it was making a person was the science fiction. You know, but it's actually aliens. It's like that guy on the History Channel, aliens, extraterrestrials. Yes, yeah. Um, this uh, the, the 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 did you say testicles? He says extraterrestrials. I can't say it like he does, but he doesn't say it. He has trouble saying extraterrestrials oh. on ancient aliens. That's like the thing. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, now, Not the magnet it. thing, did you, when he hits the magnet thing and it sucks Dr. Scott to him, this is, uh, is this where Fast and Furious got the idea? I'm sure it is. I am absolutely sure. I hope. One can only hope because it only attracted him. Remember, and in theirs, their magnet only attracted the things they wanted because he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, there are other everybody, shit in the house that we attracted else, to a magnet. Everybody else barely had clothes on, so it was a special wheelchair magnet, and just was only attracted else, wheelchairs. There was nothing else in the room that the magnet could pull. Good try, good try. I'm glad you're trying to square that circle. Rocky's birth tank is bolted down, so it ain't getting that. <laughs> If it's that strong to pull the guy upstairs in a wheelchair, I'm thinking it'll pull something. <laughs> Bend it, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I do like the canon of name calls, like when they go, Janet, Rocky, yeah. you know, when they do the little thing over and over again. I like that. That's funny. That's um, well, who's on first. That's something that I remember from this. Yeah, that's what that is like. It is very much like that. That is very much like that. I like that. I mean, but like I said, this is where the movie starts to go a little off the rails. Rocky and the guests share an uncomfortable dinner, which they soon realize has been prepared from Eddie's mutilated remains. Janet runs screaming into Rocky's arms, provoking Frank to chase her through the halls. Janet, Brad, Dr. Scott, Rocky, and Columbia all meet in Frank's lab, where Frank captures them with the Medusa transducer, transforming them into nude statues. After dressing them in cabaret costume, Frank unfreezes them, and they perform a live cabaret floor show complete with an RKO tower and a swimming pool with Frank as the leader. This is where it gets fucking weird. Yeah. If it wasn't already, <laughs> this is where it is. Uh, uh, oh, man. So I got to say, um, the dinner, though. Yeah. I still love yeah. Riff Raff serving, pouring the wine. <laughs> he's just fucking splashing it everywhere. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, did why. you see how he's, he's serving the meat? Oh, yeah. Toss it yeah. down. He just throws it. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. It's leftover. Um, I like a, I, I like how everybody is unknowingly practicing cannibalism. I mean, uh -huh. they don't know it. <laughs> but how long how, to subject. get that nice suckling thigh? How long did it take to get it that way? How long? How did they cook it so fast? I guess they're okay. aliens. They could have this special is, ways. This is Mr. Barbecue Man here wanting to know this. This is why you would have to know this because you have. Four Traegers out on your fucking deck. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Four take? of them. I'll take it. You know, you got to Yeah, think. but that's a big ass will, thigh. Let me tell you something, though. Now, you, you do make a good point there because not only has it not been that long before dinner, but that meat was in the freezer before that. Oh, it's cold. He was in deep freeze. It's alien technology. It is. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, they have lasers. Yeah. yeah. High-tech lasers, so I'm sure they found a way to cook the meat. Yeah, yeah, I, and I'll say, like I said, the, there are laws in this. This dinner's kind of a law, but the I guess the Eddie song where the teacher sings and that blah, blah, blah voice, I don't really care for his voice, but I guess they do that to kind of move the action and keep you going because, really, the music is the star, in my opinion, for most yeah. of the time, and, and they, I think even in this scene, the music is the star until they flip the table off and you see Eddie in the table. Eddie's corpse minus the parts they're eating. Yes. Yes. And I like when, uh, I was say, and I love when Frankenfurter tells them a little mental mind fuck can be nice. <laughs> I like that. There are just certain things I love, but this part, like I said, it is totally strange. The whole dressing him up in cabaret and putting him on the stage is really bizarre. Let's see. Well, Frank. Yeah. We'll go into the cabaret. Cause I, yeah. Frank has his own agenda. He's abusing his authority and his power because he's just living out his faith. 
Frank, to here's do what, what though? Here's to what, do what? To fuck everything he wants to fuck. Here is what Frank is. Frank is the rock star that has gotten everything and now just wants to live out the weirdest fantasies they can. Okay. Okay. That's what he is. You're you're saying he's trying to do the weirdest shit because he's done all the the normal stuff. You're saying he's he's now he has done all the normal alien stuff. Now he wants to do the weird alien stuff. Have sex with a human. I will say this is in this particular scene, I think you see um when they start the cabaret up and they start singing. Um, is it Columbia or who, which one is the, in the cabaret? Is it Columbia or Magenta? Columbia. I can't remember. Or a boob Columbia. Pops out. Columbia. You can actually see her, her boobs pop out. Yes. That you actually get to see boobs pop out. And so if you were into that, that's, <laughs> this is the, where you get to see that in the movie. So if you were into that, although a little fact you didn't know earlier on in the movie, uh, when they were doing the song, touch me, um, and all that. They were they wanted uh Susan Sarandon to, to perform all nude. Mm-hmm. And she had done that in a f- couple of her previous movies, but she chose but she said she didn't want to do that in this one for some reason. So there yeah. you go. Just something she chose. She just decided I didn't want to do it anymore. I guess you're done. <laughs> that doesn't matter. She still is good in the movie. I didn't yes. need to have her nude to be good in the movie. No. All right. Are you ready to read the next part? Would have been fine with it, but didn't need it. Um. Yes. Okay. So now, <laughs> fine with just yeah, saying, yeah, no, I could have had that mental image. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Riff Raff and Magenta interrupt the performance, revealing themselves and Frank to be aliens from the planet Transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. They stage a mutiny and announce a plan to return to their home planet. In the process, they kill Colombian Frank, who has failed his mission. An enraged Rocky gathers Frank in his arm, climbs to the top of the tower, King Kong style, and plunges to his death in the pool below. Riff Raff and Magenta release Brad, Janet, and Dr. Scott, then depart by lifting off in the castle itself, just like the end of a a high score of Tetris. The whole fucking castle just goes up. The survivors are then left crawling in the dirt, stockings on still, (laughs) half-ripped, and the narrator concludes that the human race... (laughs) is equivalent to insects crawling on the planet's surface, lost in time, lost in space, and meaning. Yes. That's what we got. So we so I was talking earlier about how off the rails this had starting to go. And this is where it just completely goes weird with the the other two then cleaning up their image and becoming a, a Mrs. Frankenstein and yeah. I don't know, uh like a Flash Gordon wannabe, Riff showing showing off the guns. <laughs> I mean, the, this goes into an alien. Like I said, the whole alien thing just gets driven home, and it's just so strange. It like it gets so weird, man. Um, I, I I don't know why they had to kill um, Frank with the worst laser I've ever seen, but they did. <laughs> it was the best the, laser ever. The gun itself is great. The the gun itself is awesome looking. I love it. It's like that pitchfork, but with, with but nice chromed out pitchfork. It was a nice gun. You know what? So here's the thing with that. It it was, but at the same time, I always thought it should have been a little more phallic. The handles, could like the like handles, the handles like we didn't say levers. this, but the handles. Yes. Yeah, they're they were all peepees. phallic. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's why I feel like the laser. Yeah, they could have done, <laughs> done something a little more with the laser. Yeah, like all the tines be a little phallic looking, or maybe it looked like a little sperm, like wavies coming so, off. Hey, was um maybe riffraff that was supposed to be his take on Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear, his outfit. You know that makes sense. Yeah, Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. It's kind of like that is it, man. His outfit was almost that like, is awesome. Yeah, uh, Flash Gordon. Meets Michael Jackson's Thriller outfit a little bit. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I, um, I'll i say this. This is another place where the music picks you up again. Because you have Frank singing um, Going Home. And yes. I really like that. Um, I like before that his Don't Dream It Be It thing. Like the the whole, his whole musical part of it was great. And then they kill him. I like, like to me, I thought he would earn some sort of redemption, 
at some point, but he did not. He did not earn anything. I think at this point it was a little too little too late. A little too late to say sorry. Yes. But the thing here, was Rocky impervious to the laser? I don't think so, no. I think it just took a couple more shots to kill him. You think it, then it he finally went he down. was being hurt by it? It was very King Kongish. Yeah, I guess. When he's taking him up the thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess he but was then just, it, it just he was took just so stomach. strong. And the adrenaline was kicking in. It just took a few extra shots to take him down. I feel bad for Rocky. He uh, yeah. He I had mean, a one day life. <laughs> he did not have a very good gig. No, he, he, he didn't, didn't ask he got for any of this. And died. He didn't ask for any of this. No. It's like you don't and feel that bad. Means the rest of Eddie is truly dead. Who else do you feel bad for anybody else? Brad's the asshole that didn't no. get the spare tire fixed. This is all his fucking fault. And then Janet's the one who slept with Rocky and you know, and all that. And and she's the one who insisted on going with him when he said, yeah. wait in the car, I'll be back. Yeah. And, you know, they all, everyone made mistakes except for, for Rocky, who did not ask to be made. He did not ask to be there. You know what? Though? He's See, the only innocent. You think about this too. Sorry, but Brad would have been an even bigger dick for leaving her in the car. Like, yeah, I don't want you to go out and get stuck in the rain. You're going down this dark road in the middle of the night out in the middle of nowhere, and you keep seeing all these freaks on motorcycles passing you. So you're going to leave her stranded in a car? <laughs> That's a fucking winter move, dickhead. Or so, how about flag down a motorcyclist and say, hey, take me somewhere. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did. wouldn't have the movie, so there's that. Said, take me home tonight. <laughs> take me? Oh, Eddie Money style, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, the ending of this, the the what I think that what's really weird about that thing also is, did you notice how they had like deck chairs from a from a cruise ship lined up as the chairs in the seating? Like, I wonder if they had to do that because they didn't have a real theater. It was in that castle. I wonder if they just went out and bought a bunch of this same style of chair and just made what looked like seating because uh, it was really that was about where it looked. That's where it looked low budget in my opinion. That's where you look. That's at it where go, oh, that, that's that that's budget. where it looked low budget. To me, to me, to me, that's where it looked low budget. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. Dude, I think seriously. Where else did you think it looked low budget? The biggest part of this budget went into the dildos to stick on handles for stuff. That was probably the biggest part of the budget. Because <laughs> you figure. And the big plexiglass box. And the box, yes. That you fill up with the little different color water streams going down. Susan Sarandon actually had done things, so maybe she cost money too, because they wanted her nude, but they didn't get her nude. So, well, and she didn't cost enough. Apparently, they didn't pay enough for that. No, they did not. They did not pay enough for that. They did not. Okay, are you ready to uh, talk about your favorite scenes in this movie? Oh God, there's so many. Yeah, I'm ready. I know, but I'm ready. Here you go. I'll let you go first. All right. Um first the 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 whole time warp scene it's just like that's like when the movie really kicks in as soon as that guitar starts it's just awesome and then to open up into the main room where everybody's doing the time warp you got all these weirdos and decked out and howard stern standing in the middle of them all somewhere that big tall guy <laughs> so i was like he looks like howard stern um or uh johnny ramon i don't want he looks like one of them Oh yeah, uh, but uh, the whole time warp scene—that is one of the best parts of the movie. Always, always has, always will be. Do it's you think like, um, that Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka looks like he'd have fit in that room with those people? Hell yes. That might be part That's of his with those glasses and everything. Might be part of his inspiration where he got it. Yeah. Because yeah, he looked like that's what they look like. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to go with mine. My first one. All right, um, I'm going to pick a person, and you know what it's going to be. It's going to be Tim Curry, yeah, oh, because no. because of a couple things. This was his first. This was his theatrical movie debut. This was his first role, and to do this role back then, yes, that could have been career suicide, but it wasn't. He went on to have a decent career. He made the the epic movie Congo eventually. That role, that role. Sorry. No pun intended. Took some balls. <laughs> yes, it did. 
It did, but the and and he will always be known for that one song for most part, in my opinion. Like that, you'll see shirts forever with that image and that of that. So to yeah. me, that's that's a that's a great thing. So it is. I, I loved I love him in it. It was his first role. So to me, you get a gold star for knocking it out of the park with me in your first role. So good job. Are Tim you Curry, ready? I'll tell you right now. There's just something about Tim Curry. In a movie, in a giant castle. Clue, yeah. Rocky Horror, he owns it. He owns that. We're going to do Clue. We're going to do it. There we go. Castle on a rainy night, too. Sorry. Rocky Horror and Clue. Um, next um, is twofold. Um, science fiction double feature. The song, the whole opening, and then also the closing. The second yeah. part, you know, Frank has built and lost his creature. And, you know, like, how, oh, yeah, like the reprise. Yes. Like, I love it as the opening and how they close out the movie with it. It is fantastic. And it is one of, again, this whole soundtrack is amazing. Every song in the movie is great. But uh, Time War, science fiction, double feature, like one of the best, my favorite songs. Love it. That's a good one. It's a, it bookends it really nicely. You're right. It's a, it's a good reprise on that. I'm a big fan, big fan. I like I like a good musical. We know, know this, you do. and a good dance and, sequence. I know. I mean, why couldn't you have this much love for Grease too? I do. What do you mean? You did not. When we're talking about reproduction, you're you weren't very happy with that song. Not that one. No, but I like cool. That's Rider. a great tune. Just because of one song. Oh, cool writer. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, here we go. Um, and I want to go with another person, and it's Susan Sarandon. The hot little piece of this movie, in my opinion. Um, you know, she uh, played it up well, and she sings well, you know. She's not a bad singer. A lot of times yeah. you get these people who are actors who think they can sing. Uh, maybe someone like Jeremy Renner. Um. And then you have people who actually can and for the part anyways. And she sang this part. Well, yes, she did. And she looked very cute doing it. Yes. She's really cute. Doing it. She looked good she, in stockings. She's hot in this movie. I agree. <laughs> Just, you yeah. Go. You ready? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm going you know, back to 15 again, but whatever. Yeah, well, um, I'll hit it again. Cause you talked all the way over that. <laughs> uh, don't say I'll hit it again when I'm, talking about <laughs> girls and movies it's weird um so there's so much stuff to pick out from this um but um i uh one of my other favorite scenes is um after the cabaret part uh wild and untamed thing when they do that whole dance line yeah i love that too that was really fun where they each like, come out of their medusa when they sing wild and untamed thing yeah. Like, because it's like the last happy part of the movie. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Oh, before before a Riff Raff yes. kills everyone? Yeah. 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 It, you get a nice little a little moment. I agree. Um, I got one for you. I got one for you. And I'm just going to go with this. It's an in general thing. It's It's cultural impact. I love it. I love that this movie is known by many generations um, for what it is. And most of the time it's because people appreciate it more than they hate it or making fun of it. Like it's usually revered. And I like that. I, I so, too many times an older movie will grow into um, a parody phase of itself where people will then start making fun of it because it's past its time, but I don't think this one's done that. And I think people still love it for what it is. I don't think this movie will ever be past or in its time. It's one of those movies. It's in its own it's, thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's not ever going to be in any time. It is just what it is, which is what makes it great. But also I would agree. Like, I love that it to this day, it brings people together. It's, it's an event. Oh yeah. You know, it's an event where people can get together and celebrate it and have a good damn time doing it. If you were to go into a large city 
And when I say large, anything a half a million or more people, I'm pretty certain if you said we're going to be doing a limited run midnight of this thing, you'd have people showing up. Yeah, you would. If you put it out there and advertised it, people would show up and they would watch it. Um, so yeah, that definitely would be like definitely in a New York City. I could see this playing all the time in New York City because you know you're always going to have the crowds fluctuate. You're going to have your diehards that are there every night. But uh, but definitely the crowds will fluctuate and they'll they'll keep coming. Yeah, I don't know, just great. I think it's. I wish you know, I go on cruises as you know. I wish they'd do this on a cruise as the cool. musical option. I mean, you think about would like that this... gets you on one? No. <laughs> nah. Oh fuck you! Go um, ahead. This movie is like what forty <laughs> six years old now. Yeah, almost and as old as me. Is such such a phenomenon for what it was and what it grew into. I mean, it's just crazy. And like I said, in the very beginning cult classic, this is the definition of that. There is no other movie. Yeah, it is more synonymous with that term than this. Yeah. No other movie deserves it like this. Honestly, isn't this, is this the first movie where that term came from? I have no clue. I, I want to bet it is. I mean, you, you want me to Google during a, I'm just saying thing. No, don't, don't touch your Google right now. Let's finish the show first. I can't help it now. I'm 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 in the uh, I, I can't help it. It started in the 1960s as uh, modern cult right. films grew. All right. From 1960 counterculture. I'm still saying it started with Rocky. Horror so there you go. Because but it that's the gold standard. I would cult, say cult what classic. yeah, what they used to call a cult classic was like a B movie that had some qualities that people liked, but no one else right. watched, so they had a large following. Yeah. Now it would be more like large movie productions that didn't do so well when it came out, but grew a following over time. It's a little bit different than how they use the terms. In my opinion, it's just different. This different. Is okay, just, are we ready for our generics? Are you this ready? is different in the sense, though, too. It's You're never going to have this again. You will never have a movie like this, something like this again. That is still the midnight showings and things like that. It's just it's never going to happen. No, because people just don't do that because they want to they want to stream it and they don't want to go out and interact. So, yeah, don't don't be it. Are you ready? That's the motto now. Don't, don't be, it, be stream it. it. Stream it. You're right. You're damn fucking right. Why did we say that? <laughs> Why did you say that? Damn you. It's, it's true. Damn it. Don't be it. Stream it. I should put that in the freaking title of this podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, for my generic, and I probably said it the whole time. There's a point in this movie where it trails off a bit. It has that law and it kind of takes you in a direction you didn't know you were going. All of a sudden you're an aliens movie and before you were a cute musical about sex and rock and roll. So there's a point where this movie and and, and a little bit of horror cuz you had a, a murder, but but then it goes wait, there's aliens. And so you know it's like it's just like but wait there's more. It's like uh it's like an infomercial trying to sell me more of something, but I don't know if I needed more. Maybe I just still needed a couple more sex scenes, a couple songs, and I would have been just fine. So it does trail off a little bit, but it goes a little off the rails, but that's about it for me. Uh, I mean, I think that was kind of the point of the movie because you had to explain some of this stuff. I know, but to me, that is my generic part. I mean, the the fact that you can make a person in seven days in a Skittle-colored bathtub. I, I, you know, I've done that. I get it. Okay. I get it. I gotcha. Uh, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I do agree with you. I, I think the lulls in the movie and some of the, the weird down points, it, it just, it didn't, it kind of counteracted all the, the up scenes and the, the music and like those different things. So I do agree with that. Um, but if I had to pick out um, like a quote unquote generic moment, and I don't know why this is, but um, for some reason, the scene where Rocky escapes and he's running around out in the rain. I don't know why. It's, yeah. just, it's a boring part to me. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. Uh, like, did they have to do that? And then he runs in and just hides where he was born anyways. Right. He could have just ran there and stayed there and they couldn't have found him. Didn't know he was there. If he only had a brain. Yeah, well, there are. Well, you know, Okay. Um, I'll go into some facts. Um, I've already told you some things, but this is one. Tim Curry was very reluctant to talk about this movie for years 
due to some bad memories about overzealous fans. He told VH1 that he grew chubby and plain to try escaping the role of Frank. These days, he's more open to talk about this movie and even sees it as a rite of passage for teenagers. So, so yeah. Um, in the opening wedding scene, the minister is Dr. Frankenfurter, the old man. To his left is Riff Raff, and the wife to his right is Magenta. The spinster who joins them inside the church is Columbia. They are parodying the famous American Gothic painting. We talked about that earlier, which appears in the castle later on. As well, some of the wedding guests later turn up as the Transylvanians. These dual roles play off the Wizard of Oz aspects of the movie. Like you just mentioned. If you only uh, had a brain. That is kind of what it is. Yeah. Okay, now, this is a little bit long of a fact, but I'm going to say it. Not only do patrons dress up for midnight showings, they often bring props. The most common are rice thrown at Ralph and Betty's wedding. Betty played by Hillary Farr of Love It or List It. Water pistols. The back row squirts them during the rain scene. And newspapers for the front and middle rows to shield themselves from the rain. Flashlight for Flashlights for There's a Light verse of over at Frankenstein's place. Rubber gloves during and after the creation speech. Frank snaps his gloves three times noisemakers the transylvanians applaud frank's creation toilet paper preferably scott's brand throw a roll when brad yells great scott yep confetti the transylvanians throw confetti at the end of the charles atlas reprise toast thrown when frank proposes a toast at dinner which i find very strange how that came to be it's a toast a party hat it's the same word scott yeah (laughs) so you throw toast okay um uh, a party hat, a party hat when Frank puts on his hat to wish Rocky Horror happy birthday, a bell for when we made it, did you hear a bell ring, and cards, cards for sorrow, cards for pain, you know, where he looks like yeah. he's dealing out cards. The prop for There's a Light was almost always cigarette lighters during the original 1970 shows, but most movie theaters now ban open flames. A good idea, considering the newspapers. Some fans insist that the toast should be buttered, but many theaters frown on that due to the mess. And that's just the props you would bring. And there's things you should yell. And they say some of that is due to local culture. Like, they'll shout you down if you say something wrong. Like, people will boo you or, you know, jeer you. Um, But then if you say something that fits and is funny, it might become the new thing to say. So sometimes you might be in an area that has a little bit different way of doing it. So it's not always the same. So, yeah. So there you go. That's the facts. Jack, are you ready to rate this thing up? Yes, sir, I am. I will go first. I will go first, and I'll tell you what I think about this. This movie is old enough that I wasn't aware of this till well after it came out, as I was only one when it was in theaters. (laughs) So... If I'd have went to that at that time, that'd have been kind of weird, and I wouldn't have remembered it. And like I said earlier, my sister and her friends would go to the theater in Columbus over here uh, for midnight showings, and they'd participate in all the annex, and that really intrigued me. Uh, thing is, I probably saw it what, before she did that, because as we've talked about before, I had HBO, and you know, once I saw it on there, um, I was intrigued. I would have to say back then, my understanding of it was more limited than it is today. I watched it for the songs and for the strange images, but knowing exactly what's going on wasn't the thing. Now I've grown to, it's one of those things you grow to appreciate as you get older. You've seen it as like an eight or nine year old and you're like, oh, that's funny for a Mm -hmm. moment. Then it hits the law and you're like, I don't understand. You get to your teenage years and you go, oh, I see what's going on here. (laughs) So, so you get a little bit different. So, um, so yeah, and you've, I just think that it's a great movie. It has great music. It has memorable characters. It has some great strength. Um, like I said, the only thing wrong with it is that it lulls a little bit. So I asked myself, do I rate it with my heart or do I rate it with my mind? You know, and I say I'm going to rate this one 21 cans. Right. That's um, what I'm giving it. Don't ever rate anything with your mind because that's where the ratings go bad and you don't do it right. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, so a couple things with this. I'm going to tell you right now. Rocky Horror Picture Show to me, it's almost a litmus test. I can tell you, 
most people like it, it, that could be like my one question for somebody. Do you like this movie? That really could tell me pretty accurately if I'm going to like that person or not. You know, as far as any question you could ask somebody to to right away, the biggest thing as far as whether we're going to be friends or not, that'd be a big one. I really think. Um, Because I feel like somebody that doesn't like it, depending on their reasoning, it's going to tell me you're possibly a homophobe or just an asshole, or you're one of those dicks in high school that picks on people for being different. Some along those lines. That's what I feel like. Anyway, this movie is an absolute crazy classic. We talked about it has done things that will never be done again. It brings people together to this day. It's celebrated. It's taken on, as far as a movie, taken on a life of its own. Like you'll never, we said, you'll never see this again. It just won't happen. You'll have great movies come out. Nothing's going to have this type of impact culturally. And it, it just won't happen. Not possible. We're, we're never going to get that again. It does have some things, like you said, if you're actually watching, obviously it's cheesy, bad effects, but that's what's part of the charm and makes it so great. It is such an out there movie. Nothing that, like, unlike anything you've ever seen before, 22 cans for me. Oh. So that's good. Well, I, I actually almost expected you to make it a perfect score. I was going to tell you right now. No movie has gotten a perfect score. No movie has, but it was, that one was tough not to. Yeah. But again, like I said, you know, there's, there's some things in it that there's some lulls and some, you know, just like, eh, I could have done there. Are, yeah. There are, there are the, I could have done without that, those parts. That again, so and if those just, aren't there, then it's perfect. Yeah. Or if it's done differently, where it's like there are parts where it's a little bit boring and a little bit like whatever. Whether so that does kind of keep it for me because it's not just start to finish. Oh, this is awesome! Such a fun thing to watch. You know, there's there's a few yeah. parts in there. So again, that's why I'll keep it from a perfect score. That gives us an average of twenty one and a half, and that's about right. It's really good. It's in our greatest, and you know, at some point you're going to have to make our list up that I'm talking to you about, you know, it's in the pantheon of our rated movies. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you have the list of all of our movies. I do. And the ratings. Yeah. You've got it done. I told you I did that so, a long time ago. What is this? So our based on our list, where is this at based on how many movies we've done? Where's it rank? I'm not fucking with sorting it right now. Um, oh, just, see, I thought you got me excited here. here I, I'm just look, look, I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, it looks like it is like tied for first or second. It's at 21 and a half. And let me just scroll. That was the shit. highest rated movie we've ever done is stand by me. Train spotting is 22. Oh, at two. Yeah. Yeah. Stand by me is 23. So. Yes, it's up there. It's in the pantheon. There's, there's only one other movie. There's only one other movie that I think would be in that top five for us that isn't there because we didn't do ratings then, and that would be that thing you do. <laughs> for me, anyways. I don't know about you. <laughs> that's that's and it's I'll not there. But it's not that. there. Save that for another day. So it's up there. It's it's a top five for us. Then you're saying it's a top five. Um. Okay. So yes, that thing you do because you gave that perfect. Yeah, I think it's a perfect movie from beginning to end. I am not that, bored ever in that movie. That thing you There's do is, I'll tell you, is 22.5. Well, you gave us some shit score, didn't you? I gave it a 21, you dickhead. I guess you don't like it as much as I do. So there you go. Whatever. 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 So anyways. I don't like smelling my own farts as much as you do either. So what? Sue me. I sell cheap books. Sue me. <laughs> I sell cheap books. All right. So. Do do we have anything we want to say? Do you want me to say it or you? I will just say, don't dream it, be it. You can say Don't it. dream it, be it. And don't dream it, be it, be it by going to sodapopcultureclub.com, visiting all the websites, the social medias, and being just truly awesome and subscribing and leaving comments and rating us because we really need that from you. So make it happen. Don't dream it, be it, right? Don't- don't dream it or stream it, be it. 